Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Stein is our national presidential expert, noted Jeff, author. You can Jeff, find his books Jeff, over at Next Chapter Books, as well as TotallyIowa.com, the Iowa Business Report, the Iowa Politics Report. Come to us from his flagship, KXEL in Cedar Falls, Waterloo. Hi, Jeff. How are you? I am well, but I heard a bit of the screed yes. or rant or whatever. Now, you need to come clean with people as to why you are anti-beer garden. Because I know for a fact that when you lived in Iowa, you misunderstood and you thought if you took a six pack of empty bottles of beer and planted them in the ground and watered them, they would then sprout new full bottles of beer. Uh, and when that didn't crops happen, coming in. you know, I mean, you were waiting for harvest. I don't know how long. And it was, it was sad. Well, and, okay. Uh, let me ask you this. Did you ever go to the Minneapolis holodazzle when it was the light parade downtown? No. Oh, it was, spec- it was spec- only big- Well, I, I don't live in, in the Twin Cities. I, I used to visit occasionally, but not, uh, no. So, no, I, I have not. Well, it's just, that's the problem, is that you have these iconic events. And you have them in your town. There's ones in Des Moines. Sure. There's ones, they're sure. these great iconic events. And once they go away, they go away, especially if they sell off all the uniforms and all the floats and all that stuff. And that's all gone. And, and and that's gone. And the reality is, is that you can put as many beer gardens as you want around. That's never going to capture the the the, the, the amazing environment that was the Holodazzle Parade when it was just down on Nicollet Mall every night through the through December. It was just spectacular. Well, what was the point of changing things? Like I said, I think some guys said, well, you know, we, we got to keep it young and fresh. And that was the kind of thing. I think that that was kind of the mentality. Plus, the fact that, I mean, when it got really cold, people would complain. But, you know, it's like still they'd end up with a ton of people downtown, no matter what. Well, okay. You're in Minnesota. Right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Last I checked. <laughs> so, therefore, it gets cold in the winter. And people live there knowing that. I Again, there are so many of these things where, and, and to your point, which which I I see the same thing here. It's like. Here we have things that aren't broken, and then people try to fix them. Yep. And yep. there's there's a reason certain things move along just fine without any improvement. And you want to go have a different event, go have a different event. You know, that that's fine. Um, I know, though, that, again, you're still, you were still waiting for the hams to come up out of the ground. And uh, <laughs> then you realize that Iowa was zone seven and it wasn't conducive to growing hams. And instead it was Olympia and uh, grain belt, man, uh, grain belt, man. What are you talking about? Grain little, belt. A little bit of Stroh's light. And, uh, and it Stroh's just was light. Jeez. You know, it's not like, why don't you say special export light? Dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that really was water. Wasn't it? it if was, you get right down to it, it was, it was just water, water. from Toledo. Oh God. It was not good. Um, uh, <laughs> No, I, I mean, it's, it's, you know, from the land of sky, blue water, indeed. All right. You and I could, you and I could just blow an entire show talking to this. I could go through the twins lineup with you in a heartbeat, but I, actually I want to start oh, off with. There's a game tonight. Am I to understand there's a game tonight? Uh, not, you know, this town's on death watch after last night, <laughs> yesterday. So, you know, I don't want to, I'll, I'll just let it happen. Hopefully things are good. And we're going back to Houston for a game. Um, <laughs> I, and then just won't come home if you don't bring home hardware, right? Yeah, exactly. Do you still do Homer Yankees? Uh, oh, yeah, of course they do. That's that's kind of you know, 
There's no dome anymore. Everybody understands that. Homer hankies, there's no dome. Well, it's a larger hanky. They can wrap themselves. It's more of a wrap. <laughs> Homer wraps. <laughs> um, I love yes. a good Nathaniel Hawthorne smackdown like the next guy. Uh, but sure. I, I got to, I, let's start with, I just got to start with the stupidity of this. Nancy Mace is running around the Capitol with a scarlet letter A on. Now, I could put a letter F or a letter A on a shirt and run around the Capitol. And it's going, most people are going to say, oh, well, thanks for letting us know. But <laughs> the reality is, if you didn't read the book, the scarlet letter A was an, a, a condemnation for adultery. And here's Nancy Mace running around the Capitol, who clearly hasn't read the book, acting like, you know, I guess that, I mean, first of all, I, I look at it as like, sure, A, Good, good letter choice there. You know, just you deserve everything you're about to get. But at the same time, it's like, even if we go with your intended meaning, do you understand that that was for adultery? Which apparently you didn't. And yeah, I don't know what's but, up with Nancy Mace, but she's gotten stupid. Well, if the A fits. Yeah. Well, I mean, did she pull a Bobert? I mean, who doesn't love Beetlejuice? Oh, did she pull a Bobert? Well, I think that was the pulling. I don't uh, think the Bobert was pulled. <laughs> clang, clang, clang goes the trolley. No, uh, oh, no. no. <laughs> but as I recall, wasn't it Nancy Mace? Yes. Who was late to an appearance speaking at like the national prayer breakfast or whatever. And she dismissed being late because her fiance pulled her back. I mean, she's saying this at the podium pulled her back into bed that morning and she said, no, hon, I got to go. And, you know, I got to get the kids up. Like, wait, wait, so many things wrong at so many levels. And so if she's wandering around with an A, perhaps there's been uh -huh. a declaration or an adjudication that we're just not aware of. And, and I want to keep an open mind. Um, it, she was, it, she's an interesting character. She was, she is from the most liberal part of South Carolina, a part I'm familiar with South Carolina one, which is actually, yeah. it is actually, I think actually maybe favors a D it's like a D one district. It is the thing, which is remarkable about this is that she has kind of almost in a month gone from this. I'm really a moderate. I really, I don't agree with this extremism to because she voted against Kevin McCarthy she now can't kind of get away from her own vote. And it, it really is interesting to see her, you know, the, who supposedly was the moderate of the Republican Party. And now she's kind of lost. I, she doesn't seem to have any trajectory whatsoever. Well, she voted with all the Democrats. So that makes her more of a moderate, doesn't it? Well, that probably that, won't work. No, in no, her not really, no. But, you know, I heard her try to explain this all away. At the same time, she was explaining away why she was fundraising off of the vote when she had just torched Matt Gates for the same thing nine months ago. But it's very different now. Oh, okay. Well, what she basically said, Kevin McCarthy lied to my face multiple times, and he needed to go. Okay, so that makes it not a public policy decision. It makes it not a moderate versus conservative decision. It makes it, uh, I was wronged and I'm extolling a personal, the, the, the result of a personal grudge. That's what it came down to. She said, I'd, I'd been lied to, to my face too many times. Okay. But what about what your constituents would have wanted? What about, oh, I don't know, passing a budget, mm -hmm. you know, God forbid. So yeah, she's got herself out on an Island. And if she wants to, you know, I've frankly, she might've done better with the, uh, L as opposed to the A, 
Laverne and Shirley like. I mean, that might have gotten her a little more uh, a little more straight cred, but I, I don't know what she's going for. Uh, I'm going to get back to something else she did, which uh, is kind of after the fact we talk about what's up next. Steve Scalise has come forward now uh, in a closed door meeting. He was basically picked to be the sacrificial lamb they put up there for the next uh, speaker vote. Whether or not he's going to get the number of votes he needs to become the speaker remains to be seen. But this is a bit of a surprise because Jim Jordan um, was basically kind of picked by Trump, picked by a lot of the far right. I mean, he is more conservative, uh, more to the right than than Scalise is, but not by much. Um, so it is kind of interesting that out of that meeting, they ended up rejecting Jordan and going with Scalise. And it was almost virtually evenly split. And let's see, I believe it was 113 for Scalise and 99 for Jordan. That is pretty well split. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, he got the majority of Republicans in the room. But 99 Republicans did not vote for Scalise in that closed door, closed ballot session. How many of them would vote for him if it goes to the floor? And the answer is not enough, because otherwise, Matt, wouldn't they have gotten out of the caucus? He would have uh, said nice things to the camera, and they would have moved immediately to the chamber and done the vote, because that was the plan. Members, to my understanding, members on both sides were told, be ready for a floor vote. Well, they didn't get the unanimity of the caucus that they needed, and so there's no vote, right? Well, well that tells me an awful lot. Is the vote, the vote, they, I thought was they were going to try to do one this afternoon. Has that been postponed, do you know? I am, I don't see a time that was set. Yeah. Now, I may have missed on that, but but the point is, you know, that's the thing to now watch, right? Because do they really want to have another multi-round vote? Oh, my goodness. I mean, what kind of a train wreck would that be? Here's the other thing that was just hideous about all this. So they gathered in some sort of, you know, student council debate last night or whatever it was. And both, now this is all just leaked information, um, but apparently both of them said, well, you know, we're going to need another continuing resolution. There's just not time to get things done by November 17th. It's like, what are you gaining? Any of you out of this, when the best they can do is either McCarthy light, and I have respect for Scalise, and, and I know, uh, you know, surviving the shooting, his cancer trouble now. Jordan, you know, again, has his constituency. But the best they can start with is, yep, I'm going to get to be speaker. And the first thing we're going to do is kick the can down the road to Christmas. Yikes. Mm -hmm. I want to bring up Jim Jordan for a sec because there has been a long standing accusations against him that mm -hmm. when he was a coach over at the University of Ohio State, that um, he basically he wasn't a guilty of abusing students, but he turned a blind eye to where some of the student athletes that were under his watch were indeed abused. And that this was something that a lot of these wrestlers have actually said that he knew about. The there has been there hasn't really been an investigation. There has basically been closed doors investigation saying we're not going to do a, a, an, an open and shut investigation. But the reality is, is that there's always been this and there already are some athletes coming out and saying, no, he should not be Speaker of the House for this. 
It's my theory that, you know, Jim Jordan has been able to successfully not have to address these allegations. But if he becomes speaker, not only will these uh, accusations become the main talking point, but you're almost asking for the, re- the, the Democrats of the Senate to open up an investigation, which, you know, once again, the last thing I think the Republicans need in the House is, oh, here are some allegations that end up being proven true that Jim Jordan was aware of sexual abuse of athletes at the University of Ohio State University, and he didn't say anything about it. When he was named Judiciary Committee chair, we did not hear much about this again. In other words, you're right. These stories have been out there for a very long time. When the uh, Michigan State stuff all came out, this circled back around. At the time that he was named head of the Judiciary Committee, you did not hear this come up again. But when it was Speaker, what did you hear in the last week? Yeah. Remember the Ohio State issue. So you're right. That would be something. Now, I have an update here. The House gaveled in briefly at 2 o'clock, and that was after the caucus vote. They prayed, they uh, did the Pledge of Allegiance, and then Patrick McHenry immediately called a recess. (laughs) Okay, so... Never mind, (laughs) clang! I just like banging the gavel, you know. Watch Since my bow ties. The twins don't, twins don't start till six. So, okay, fine. We'll just do this. <laughs> I got time. Yeah. Um, but now I see in a story that Jordan <laughs> is urging his colleagues to vote for Scalise. Yes. Now that's the move of unity. That's the move of, you know, whatever. The, the, but here's the hook, and it goes back to my other point. He doesn't have enough votes to win on the first ballot. <sighs> Or they wouldn't have adjourned. So even with Jordan saying, thanks to you 98 others who voted for me, but y'all need to vote for Steve. Steve's our man. You know, the raging Cajun. It's all him. It's they haven't. I mean, maybe Emmer can't count to two seventeen. I don't know that's what the a strong issue is. suspicion there. Actually, I think that's a, a, a astute. This is why we bring you on the air. That's you know, <laughs> Tom Emmer can't count. There you go. We need. I, I believe I have now slandered two members of the uh, Republican House delegation. So uh, well, they're doing know, a fine job on their own. I don't think you're more adding parsley to the plate at this point. So uh, it's well, just, <laughs> truth is a defense. Is what you're saying. That's, that's what management is going to use at AM nine fifty. It's gravy on the on. Entree. That's all you're doing right now, man. It's gravy on the entree. Uh, so, so okay. I mean, by the way, I want to bring this back to Nancy Mace before we get, get to the break yeah. here. One of the things that she said, I voted against Kevin McCarthy because he wasn't supporting, uh, you know, legislation to to address sexual abuse and 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 stuff like that. And then she threw her support behind Jim Jordan, who has this huge umbrella over him, which he has once again been shielded of, but he will not be able to be shielded from if he's a speaker. And when confronted about that, it's like, like where where is this hypocrisy? Mace basically said, oh, I don't know anything about this, which once again, this is the issue that you basically use to get rid of Kevin McCarthy. And here you are now acting as if, I, what do you mean Jim Jordan had this allegation? I have no idea. I mean, it, and she said that basically, I think, on two consecutive news stories, which lead me to believe that, okay, nice job in between the two doing your research. But, um, yeah, it's... It, it's Wouldn't a, you look to the aide next to you and say, hey, get out your phone, Google uh, Jordan and sexual uh, allegations. Okay, go. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and well, and the, the reality is, is that it's, this is that it kind of symbolizes the problem with Jim Jordan, you know, I, and I think Jordan's doing the right thing, getting out of the way. Although, once again, I don't know if Scalise is necessarily a better choice, 
But at the same time, it's, you know, this that is a very ugly weight hanging over the head of Jim Jordan. And you do not want the Democrats trying to cut that line. Well, and, and again, I don't know enough about the specifics other than to know there have been allegations. You would like to think if you're him and there's nothing to this that you would yourself present information, uh, ask for an investigation, et cetera, because to your point, that is a, you know, an 800 pound cloud mm-hmm. over the, the head of anything that he wants to do. And, and by the way, it is multiple athletes making fairly stark a- you know, allegations. I think you just touched on the reason why he hasn't asked for that, because I think that that would be I don't think he would come out looking too good at the end of this. Let's take a break and come on back. Uh, we'll talk about what what what's next for the United States with Israel as well as possibly with Ukraine as well. Jeff Stein joining us for his usual Wednesday visit. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950. You know the day destroys the night. Night divides the day. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. Jeff Stein joining us for his usual Wednesday visit. Jeff, obviously uh, a lot of being talked about with the uh, surprise attack by Hamas into Israel. Um, I, mean, I, I was at a, an event earlier today, and the, uh, one of the, the women there made the point. She goes, you know, we can all say... You know that there's, you know, there, 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 you know, there are problems in the world and things that need to be addressed. And you can, you know, no one, no country is perfect, no place is perfect. But people that are trying to make an argument that Hamas is somehow justified, that is just way off base. They slaughtered 260 at a music festival. They were going door to door, killing grand grandmothers and kids. It is truly an atrocious attack that needs to definitely be addressed. Uh, this was, you know, just disturbing on a lot of levels. Your thoughts on this, and also just your thoughts, you you pay attention to a lot of this stuff. Do, do you feel as if Hamas must have had some inside information on how they could have hit Israel so bad? They had to have, yeah, right? I, so. I mean, they just had to have because, and this is, I think, what's most shattering for a lot of people, Matt, is that Israel had prided itself with justification of having this tremendous intelligence network. Well, how in the world did that all fall apart? How could there be training without people knowing? And it's not just Israel. How about us? Yes. And so if, you know, because the theory is if they'd have seen it, they'd have done something and looped us in. If we'd have seen it, okay. I saw something and I didn't follow up with it that Egypt may have tipped them off. You know, Egypt, Egypt apparently is insisting that earlier this year that they hadn't told Israel, they said, we don't know what's going on, but we're starting to get hints that something is up. And okay. Israel, because Israel is not having anything show up on their intelligence reports, kind of dismissed it. Yeah. And, and see, that's the thing that makes everyone so unsettled right now is if they could get inside the country as deeply as they did and nobody knew it then how do you have any, any confidence when that government says to its people, no, we have this covered? When our government says to us, don't worry, everything's fine. I mean, you, this was a big, big thing to miss. Mm-hmm. And the brutality of it, I mean, people want to look away, and I fully appreciate that. But, you know, it's really hard to understand the the depth of the commitment on the part of the terrorists until you see what they've done and what they're willing to, I mean, they're willing to die for the cause. And so many of us aren't willing to die for our causes. Therefore, it's hard for us to understand it. 
But that's where they get an advantage. If we don't take it seriously, if we don't understand it to the depth that it exists, oh gosh, this 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 will be nothing. This will be just the 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 very basics. I've, the very beginning. I've read some intelligence reports that basically come to the one the same conclusion. Iranian intelligence is not smart enough to have picked this up. That this more than likely came from another unknown source. The two countries that keep I keep seeing it mentioned on international circles are Saudi Arabia and Russia. That one of them might have tipped off the Iranians, uh, which then get tipped off Hamas. Needless to say, considering it's, your points are incredibly valid because this level of attack, this isn't just luck. They 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 knew how to kind of completely get around the Iron Dome. They they basically were able to you know, like major incursions into the country. Un, with 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 very little, they knew everything where everything was. This 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 came from somewhere where they had some pretty extreme intelligence about what ha- was going on in Israel. At first, we were hearing, okay, Hamas, Iran, whomever, maybe Hezbollah now from the north as well. They were all acting to screw up the Saudi-Israeli peace deal. That's what we heard in the immediate aftermath, right? Mm-hmm. What if the Saudis are in on it? To some degree, wouldn't be the or first time. Factions, uh, well, and that's what I'm saying is, you know, factions of that government. You know, we keep wanting to forget 9/11, but factions of that government or of uh, within that are harbored within that country. Maybe there's some inside job stuff going on in all of these areas, and that's the truly tragic thing. Because again, you know, and I, I don't mean to be disgusting about this, but you extend your hand in peace to someone and they blow it off. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's what takes this from such a hopeful time in one respect to this, this absolutely barbaric, uh, situation. And again, there is no end in sight. There well, just isn't. And, and your point about Saudi Arabia is true, is that that is a very different type of government. And there are it, it would be like if the, the the Saudi version of the House was trying to attack the United States while the Saudi version of the Senate was trying to do a peace deal with them. Absolutely right. By the way, Nancy Mace just tweeted while we were on and said she doesn't know why there's not a vote. <laughs> She doesn't. I'm, I'm not kidding. It, it, she she simply says we were supposed to have a vote at 3 p.m. Okay. Um, that's well. She's not an A student. Thanks, Jeff. Hour two up next. <laughs>